resurrection story from the Gospel of Mark. When the Sabbath was over, Mary of Magdala, Mary, the mother of James, and Salome bought perfumed oil so that they could anoint Jesus. Very early, just after sunrise, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb. They were saying to one another, Who will roll back the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? When they looked, they found that the huge stone had been rolled back. On entering the tomb, they saw a young person sitting at the right, dressed in a white robe. They were very frightened, but the youth reassured them, Do not be amazed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, the one who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. Now go and tell the disciples of Peter, Jesus is going ahead of you in Galilee, where you will see him just as he told you. They made their way out and fled from the tomb, bewildered and trembling. But they said nothing to anyone, because they were so afraid. This is our most sacred story. Thanks be to God. A reading from Psalm 118, paraphrased by Nan C. Merrill. We give thanks to you, O beloved, for you are kind. Your steadfast love endures forever. Let all the people cry, your steadfast love endures forever. Let those who reverence you sing, your steadfast love endures forever. Out of my distress, I called upon you. You answered, setting me on a new path. With you beside me, I do not fear. What can others do to me? You live within me and answer my prayer as I face the fears that well up from within. It is better to abandon yourself to the beloved than to trust in yourself alone. When all my fears surrounded me, I acknowledged your presence within me. They surrounded me like bees and they threatened to overwhelm me. Though they arose like an army, you stood firm beside me. You are my strength and my song. You are my counselor and my friend. You, O oh loving presence, have been my strength. You have stood beside me in the darkness. You have walked with me in the light. I shall not give in to fear, but I shall live in peace and give witness to your saving grace. You turned your face from my weaknesses and you opened the door leading to new life. This is the door to life. Those who know love shall enter through it. The stone which the builders rejected has become the foundation of our lives. This, O oh eternal listener, is your work. It is marvelous in our eyes this is the day you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is one of our sacred writings. Thanks be to God. They said nothing to anyone because they were so afraid. This is one of our sacred stories, thanks be to God.
they said nothing to anyone because they were so afraid. This is our most sacred story. Alleluia. Amen. When the Sabbath was over, the women brought spices because that was what they knew to do. They arrived at the tomb uncertain how they would even approach the task, knowing a boulder stood sturdy and sure between their willing hands and the sacred work they came to do. The tending of the scarred and lifeless body of the one who had showed them how to live. They were looking for many things, closure, a chance to feel they'd fulfilled an obligation, a few more moments in his presence or the presence of what used to be him, a chance to think with their hands occupied, a break from the men who'd been thrown into a whirlwind of questions about their own roles now, and who all of a sudden weren't quite so sure as Jesus had been about these women and what their role would be now. They never would be again. They walked in the darkness preceding the dawn arm in arm, for the pain was still raw, each holding the other up from one step to the next until they could finish the work. Afraid of the darkness that surrounded them, three women alone out among the tombs. Afraid of the political pushback that awaited the more zealous of the disciples who had spent the day before raving about revenge. Afraid of the emptiness ravaging their spirits, the gaping hole that was now laid bare, where vision and purpose used to live. These women had much cause to fear long before they laid eyes on the stone. The stone out of place. The stone rolled away. The stone which no longer contained the stone the builders had rejected. The stone which was not where it should be, turning their expectations upside down. The stone which marked this moment holy. And they said nothing to anyone because they were so afraid. This is one of our sacred stories. Thanks be to God. They said nothing to anyone because they were so afraid. This is our most sacred story. Alleluia. Amen.
I'm not sure what it means that Mark's story ends here. They were afraid and did not open their mouths. Not sure what Mark meant us to hear in the void where proclamation might have been. But I do know this. It feels true. I've been more afraid of the hopeful unknown than of the certainty even of death at times. I have known what it is to feel more afraid of this mystery than the full force of his death. What I mean is sometimes it costs more to acknowledge that this isn't over, that the work goes on, that it will require more of me. Sometimes it requires so much that the pain of saying goodbye seems an easier price to pay. The finality of a cross is hard, but then it's over. This empty tomb is less an exclamation point than a perpetual blank waiting to be filled in. What this empty tomb tells me is that the story isn't finished. And while that's good news, it also puts me back on the hook. And if I buy that, it won't be easy. It will require something of me. It will require everything of me. It might even require me to say something. For if this gospel has nothing to say to the world, then it is no gospel at all. For generations crying out for the church to say something, for their peers to say something, do something, do anything other than cover our eyes and ears and move along as if nothing is wrong. The good news, in order to be good, must have something to say to the poor to the outcasts, to the ones who are hurting, to the ones who are under someone's thumb, under someone's knee, under anyone's power but their own. If the church has nothing to say when we see the abuse of power at the expense of the powerless, then we have left Jesus up on the cross. So when we tell his story, when we talk about Jesus, let's agree not to crucify him over and over, to emphasize Christ crucified to the point that the living Christ can't get a word in edgewise. The Christ who lived and breathed and taught about banquets for lepers and unseating the powerful from their thrones. He had plenty to say 
about the upside-down kingdom of God, about the last being first, and it wasn't a metaphor. He had plenty to say about releasing the prisoners, about feeding the hungry, about loving the stranger. He had plenty to say about those who avoided these clarion calls in favor of a more traditional, respectable faith. When we tell this story, May we open ourselves to be drawn like the women on that early Easter morning toward the emptiness of the tomb, toward that pulsing, blinking cursor, waiting for us to enter and finish the story to fill in the blank. For isn't that what Mark's ending to his gospel truly invites? They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Clearly it can't be so, or else why are we here? They said something to someone eventually. And whatever it was, it was powerful enough that we are here talking about it today. May the church today likewise find something to say before those who need its all-encompassing grace most deeply lose heart and walk away. And if we don't know what to say, may we let our lives speak, listening deeply to the places we've been wounded, to the hurts that have shaped us, listening now not only for the sake of our own healing, but for the healing of the world. They said nothing to anyone because they were so afraid. This is one of our sacred stories. They said nothing to anyone because they were so afraid. This is our most sacred story. Alleluia. Amen. Thanks be to God who encompasses our fear, who stands alongside us, staring down the abyss of what darkness surrounds us, for there is much to fear. And yet, we are not overcome. Thanks be to God, who bears with us in the face of our sorrow, who bears us up, as we reach for the words we do not know yet how to speak. The words that bring fullness of life from the emptiness of a tomb. Amen.